0: We're here on the KNN Podcast. Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Michael Herr, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael Herr. Hello, Ken Brown. How are you today? I have him pepping my step because the season is coming close to an end. Even though you look at the schedule, what is it, the 14th of uh, December? Yep. And they still got four games left. What what this is the, gonna be the longest NFL season. I guess this is the way it's gonna be from now on. But this, you know, usually the Christmas Day and the New Year's somewhere around their game are the last two of the year. Now they go a whole nother week.
1: Yeah, I think last year wasn't the last game December thirty or yeah, December thirtieth, maybe. Yeah, it was the December week of right, it was the week of uh New yeah. Year's, yeah. So this is really a, an extra ten days, extra nine days, whatever it is, it seems like more. But it is what it is.
0: It is what it is because, they, you know, they got to get that 17th game in this year. And um, I don't know where the injury uh, bug is going to be at the end of the year when they tally up the numbers, but does it seem like a lot of injuries? See, I, it's hard to say injuries and COVID, so they're two different things, but does it seem like there are more injuries this year? I don't think
1: so. You know, I, I really don't. It, it seems to me it just, you know, I kind of thought about that. I, we won't really know until the 17th game is played because you can't say, well, there's, there's more or less right now because you've still got four weeks to go. So I, I want to see it ride out for another, for another month. I wouldn't be surprised if teams that are out of it with veterans wouldn't pull some of them back the last week or two just to save them. You know, uh, Detroit Lions don't have any choice. They're playing who they're playing. But it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, and I'm sure there will be some statistics that will come out, and some will say that it had no impact. Some will say it had s- some impact and some will say nothing.
0: I wonder if the league is going to adjust. You know they're trying to get the 18th game. That was their whole goal from the beginning of these negotiations back some time ago. They wanted to get 18. The players bucked, and they finally, because they got paid off, you know, gave into 17. Yeah, but sure, until yeah. they get 18, I wonder if they look at the stats at the end of the year and decide maybe each team needs two, uh, two uh, weeks off in a year. You know, well, Kenny, buy-in. I
1: think I've talked to you about this before. Back in the early 90s, 90, 1990, 92, there was two or three years, I think it was two years, where they had a second bye week. Now, this was in the 16-game schedule, and you know what? It sounded like a great thing for the players, and most of the guys I talked to hated it, because it just extended the year by one more week, and and, and they were there practicing anyway, and it just seemed like a waste of time to them. So, yeah. I, I get the idea and all that, but the, the, it's, it's not everything that's cracked up to be, believe me. Yeah. Well,
0: I know one thing, and they did prove that this year. They can scrub that whole exhibition season. I don't think the play has been bad by just having three exhibition games this year. I think the play is just the same as it's been. Matter of fact, it might even be a little better later in the season. So they should. I, I'm all for scrubbing another exhibition game and going down to two.
1: Well, one thing about it, and I think I don't think this was intended. I just think it's 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 something that's developed. Because of the COVID protocols, there are so many extra players now on rosters, and either in the expanded practice squad and the veteran squad, that you've got maybe, what, 18 to 20 players who aren't on the 53-player roster. So you've got guys that you're looking at in practice every day, every day for 18 weeks you're seeing these guys. For example, Craig, uh, uh, Craig Reynolds, the rookie who came, you know, had, had never played in an international football league game, came in last Sunday for the Detroit Lions, and ran for 83 yards on 11 carries. So that 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 young guy had a chance to show what he had in practice, both you know, running against the defense and then taking some reps with the offense. So in all fairness to it, him, he it,
0: did get to show himself in preseason this year. So when I'm saying get rid of games, well, guys like him would be hurt by it because he did absolutely. show up in preseason. So I will give credit absolutely. for that. But you only need two. You only need two well, games because they ain't even but, play anybody but, but, the third game.
1: But guys like, yeah, but guys like, like, like we just one mentioned, the running back, he needs it. Uh, yeah, we
0: don't care about it. Anthony
1: Kettman from Wayne State, he needs it. Yeah, we don't care that's about what him. They need.
0: Yeah, we don't care about those guys. Well, the look. We only but, care about the starters and the stars. Yeah, but well, yeah, Dilly, that's what the league does because the, the money's given out to the stars and the stars. Everybody else is like an extra in a movie. But anyway, well, I but agree.
1: Here's one other thing, too. Guys like Jerry Jacobs, who played his way into a starting cornerback job as a rookie, undrafted rookie, he needs it, and the team benefits from him getting it, too. I agree.
0: I agree. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that being a sad case, what happened to him. People don't know he tore his ACL during right. the game. But he came from nowhere to become a starter, and not even just a starter. Not just a, a starter. A good starter. He, uh, he wasn't even the replacement starter for a Cuda when he got hurt because there was another guy, and then he got hurt, and then they put Jacobs in, and he didn't get a position up.
1: Well, one thing about this is a couple of weeks ago, we were, we were interviewing Aaron, Aaron Glenn, the uh, defensive coordinator, and they were talking about the adjustments they had that they were going to be making, moving this guy and that guy. And somebody says, well, what about Jerry, uh, what about Jerry Jacobs? And he said real quickly, he's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, and look, Aaron Glenn played cornerback at the National Football League for 15 years, former first-round draft pick, too. He knows, if he knows anything, and he knows a lot, believe me, he knows cornerbacks. And yeah. that, he just said that quickly. Jerry Jacobs isn't going anywhere. Right. You know what? This young man will fight his way back. Well,
0: know. yeah, but it's a nine month injury, so you, it's going to be late in the preseason to early in the season when he gets back. It's, it's going to take him about a year, so I'd hate to see that. No, he'll be prepared. back, but I hate to see that because I thought he was really coming on. And, you know, like I said, these guys didn't get these big signing bonuses, man. He's playing for money. You know, he's playing for a contract, a real contract. Well, that, so that well, he's I want to see that Lions happen.
1: Have, Lions have him under contract for three years, just like everybody else. Yeah, but I'm the saying, no, he matters. didn't get a
0: big bonus because he was undrafted. You know, it's not like he has some. Well, to fall but there's another.
1: On. Let me just finish. But there's another side to this too, and that's the performance-based pay. And through every snap you're on the field, on, on the, every snap you're in the game, you get bonus money out that, and that's to kind of even the, you know, even the playing field or even the paying field, I should say, for guys who make make rosters at, at, at minimum rates. But end up playing and out doing out doing the their you know uh, uh, rookie minimum. Is he contract. gonna play so, enough but, to get that
0: money though, Mike? He's missing. Oh, the absolutely. Back- well, wait a minute. It, Hold on for Absolutely. He's missing the last four games. He didn't start yeah, the early he, in the season, so he got about a good seven eight game run in. Is that enough to no, get this not, money? No.
1: Yeah. Well, of course it is. He, okay. he started nine games and he played in thirteen, and he also played on special teams. So he'll get. I wouldn't just – this is off the top of my head. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get something like a couple hundred thousand dollars bonus money. Okay,
0: good. I'm happy for him because I thought he he, he really produced. All right, let's get down. We're not even talking about the game and anything that happened in the game. If you got any thoughts on it real quick, Mike, I'll let you have your thoughts. I'll give a quick thought and we can move on. Because from this point on, the games are meaningless to the final score. It's just what we see in the game. So what's your impression of the Bronco-Lion 38-10 to debacle?
1: Well, some mountains are too high to climb, and that was the case there. I mean, the Broncos were the Broncos were loaded with what was going to hurt the Lions, and that's ability to to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more, and just you know attrition, and then the, you know a couple of plays from Teddy Bridgewater, and you know, the Lions just you know they got it to 14 to 10. I thought that just a key part. and I'm not going to you know, go blow by blow here. Thank you. I just thought in terms of in terms of making a comeback when they got it to 14 10, and they had the ball for the for their last possession of the first half. And knowing they were getting the kickoff to start the second half, I thought instead of throwing a couple of deep balls there and running the risk of incompletions and stopping the clock, they should have run the ball and just take it into the third quarter. But... You know those two back-to-back second and third down incomplete passes gave them just enough time to kick a field goal on the last play of the half, make it 17-10, and then the Lions were nowhere for the rest of the second half.
0: Okay, what you just said was probably correct, but that's just too much information for me. I can't process it. I the it was, the whole game's a blur. All I know is. You're on the one-yard line, and you get your foot stepped on, and you're on the four, and then you don't score. That's, that's the epitome of the game. We can just wrap up everything else that happened after that. They just It was, well, like, it was a comedy of errors on that, and I want to see better execution in these last four games. I don't care about the score. I don't care about anything else, but I want to see Jared Goff have some execution because we got questions about this young man, and he's going to have to answer them in these next four games.
1: Well, Kenny, I'll tell you what, based on what you've told me, I'll try to dumb it down for you as best. Yeah, dumb I can. it down because nobody cares.
0: Look, I'm, I'm surprised people watching these games don't have to call EMS after they finish watching them because they're in comas. I mean, there's just, just nothing happening the rest of the year, and it's understandable, but I'm just saying, there's no excitement in these games now. If you like football, second. you <laughs> watch football, but there's nothing coming out of the Lions' way right now that
1: the end of the season can't cure. So you're saying that there was no excitement in beating the Vikings? That place, that the stadium was rocking, Kenny. Come no, what, on. what
0: did I say, Mike? What did I say? Going forward, I said this going forward from this week. You got your one win. That's good. So that I, was what, what they I guarantee you, if that was their second win, it wouldn't have been as exciting. If that was their fourth win, it wouldn't have been as exciting. It was exciting because it was a last-second drive to get their first win. Well, of course. Okay, yeah, so I, okay, so away. that's like yeah, hey, Mike. The, that's like opening night on a stage play that night's over now it's the second night where there's 20 people in the crowd so now you look
1: for small so what victims. you're saying is, so what you're saying is that oh calcutta should pull down the close the curtains close, after the, one, curtain, one baby. Appearance.
0: close the curtain move oh, to the next please. time we'll be in poughkeepsie for the next show but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kenny, let's move on before we yeah well, so look i things. know you
0: old school football i'm just saying that we, we're trying to get small victories out of the rest of these four games. Because I'm telling you, of course. This, we're dragging right now. You know, the teams, like if you watch Matt Stafford, who half the town claimed couldn't win big games, I guess we have to shut that one up now. And Half the town said it was his fault that the Lions were where they were, yet he goes to a team that's now 9-4. and four. Okay, okay. You, I hope you're at home now stirring in it because you were wrong. It wasn't Matt Stafford's fault what went on here.
1: Kenny, you know what? All those, all those twelve years I watched him practice and play. Nothing he does surprises me. Throwing the ball—that that, it, it is absolutely—I I really mean this. It was thrilling watching him throw the ball. It really was. No. In practice and games. Honestly, guy, it, it was a twelve. It was a twelve-year show, and you know what? I would have paid to see it.
0: All right. Well, we're not going to be on the Stafford Love Fest today. He's gone. He's, gone. he's yes, up, we he's are. A, no, we not. He's dead. <laughs> look, it's gone. You don't have him anymore. Matthew, he's, gone. he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I tell, yeah, tell you what.
1: I'm heartbroken here. I
0: tell you what. He may be out the door, but I bet he wishes he had Penny Sew as his left tackle because he's got a 40-year attack. That's the one thing from last night's game. I, 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 I think's gonna be their their Achilles heel coming in these playoffs is their offensive line is not good. It not is not good. good. I don't.
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't. think that forty-year-old left tackle has anything to
0: do it. And that. I saw that. Well, I, <laughs> he, I'm just he's like, good. He's good. He's
1: good enough to, to to last this year. And I'll tell you another thing too. Okay, when we were talking before the game, and I made the, the the great statement that Aaron Donald was over the hill and he's not, you know, not what he was. Three sacks. Okay, I'll I'll reveal how stupid I am on that one.
0: Well, wait a minute. Let's hold on to the end of the year because he can do that. Was peak Aaron Donald? Now. Yep. Can he do it every game? That's what you want to know now at his age and how much –
1: You know what I want? You know what you want want him to do is get to the end of the season and do it four more times in the playoffs.
0: Well, if you remember last year he wasn't healthy and that was their problem. So let's just wait and see. But I'll tell you one thing. I watched Arizona's offensive line, the team where the Lions are playing this week. That's going to be a good test for Taylor Decker because Chandler, remember, he handed it to him last year. That was Taylor Decker's worst game of last year, that opening game. If I got my years right. Wasn't that the opening game last year they played Arizona? Mm, no, I
1: don't think it was. Or was the, that, that two that was years ago years with the tie? Ago, yeah. Okay, it was the two tie. years ago with the tie.
0: But I know if, he, 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 had a, he had a rough time against Chandler Jones. And that, that, that they are getting, you know, pressure. The Arizona teams get pressure on the quarterback. I saw Devin Canard last night. I don't know if he starts, but I saw him talking to Stafford after the game. thought about old Detroit right. memories.
1: You know, I wondered who that was. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I was, who, who's that? You know, but yeah, you're right. That he, he was a good guy here for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, real good too. guy. Real just good a good. just a good, solid ball right, player. Right. But one thing I think the Detroit. Look, I, the more games I watch from other teams, I think the Detroit Lions offensive line, especially if they had Frank Magno at center, which they don't, is pretty good. I solid. think you can line it up. Solid. It, it's 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 pretty good. You solid. can line it up anywhere and give them a week to get down the schemes and all that. And the, it's the best unit they, on
0: the team going into next year. By far. By, by far, far.
1: By far. And running back. And when, health, and when healthy running backs are so I was going to say, running that.
0: backs are this after that. That's right. So, you, it, really. What
1: struck me, we just add kind of one other thing that struck me when we were talking about this, that they bring this rookie in from nowhere and he runs for 83 yards on 11 carries. I credit him and I credit the offensive line for getting him going.
0: And he could have had over 100, 100 but they was, got so far behind he couldn't run. He had 83 yards early. I mean, it wasn't like he had 83 right, yards you know, in, in the game on a 12-yard carry. He they just didn't even run the ball to him in the fourth quarter because they were behind so much. He well, th- they really were stretching guys out. They the offensive line played g- good, real good.
1: And one other thing about that, he had a thirty-five yard gain, which you know, which inflates his statistics to some degree. But on the other ten carries, he he had forty-eight yards. He averaged four point eight yards on those other ten carries. So that was no fluke for, for Craig Reynolds.
0: Well, I want to know where it's going to be with him going forward. You got a stock running back room and if really when everybody's back there's no room for him on the squad but you don't want to you you don't want to send him back down because somebody will pick him up
1: i was just going to say a good good point by you finally if you put him (laughs) on the practice squad somebody's going to sign him
0: yeah so i don't know what you do with that do you just carry an extra back Yes. yes or or do you cut the fumbler
1: well, no, he's too good on special Okay,
0: well, and do you uh, put one of them on your reserve, Je- uh, Jefferson or whatever? I mean, that's a decision you're going to have to make. But I wouldn't put in, I wouldn't expose him to uh, in, to waivers the rest of this year. Yeah,
1: you know, and, and if it was, in fact, a fluke, well, let's see it next year, okay? Well, next week.
0: I, I, you, well, run, you run him back. I want to see you run him back this week, see if it was a fluke I'm or not.
1: Kenny, I'm thinking ahead to
0: 2022, okay, and beyond. See, I told you, you you've already zoned out of 2021. Uh <laughs> So they're going to have a test defensively. Um, the offensive lines is going to have a test, so I want to see. But Penny Sewell, who is now getting the recognition league-wide as the up-and-coming young tackle, and uh, he was graded the highest tackle this week of all tackles, he's really playing good. So when we go back to the draft, and we talk about who they should have took because early in the year when everybody in preseason thought he was a bust, oh, you should have took, oh, you should have took Justin Fields. Oh, you oh, should oh, oh, have oh, took oh, later. Okay, that's why you play 16, 17 games. Let it play out. Let it play out. No, we've never jumped to any conclusions either. People in Brown here, man, they just – just, <laughs> I don't want to call them idiots, but they just do dumb stuff. And everybody has to have a snap judgment. Look – you guys don't have a radio show. You don't have a TV show. You don't have to make snap judgments every day. I have one and I don't even make snap judgments every day because I know the next day, if I'm wrong, I look like an idiot. I don't even get it. Well, you. The
1: thing, yeah, you know why they don't do it every day? Because we try them out on each other. First. Right, well, we do try them out on each other.
0: <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. But, you know, just relax. Like me and Mike said from the beginning of the season when we started this podcast, it's going to be a long year. We're going to go through it, It's a it's a rebuilding year relax and, and enjoy football and i still hold today even though a couple of weeks ago you got me fired up i was ready to break something when dan well, campbell's yeah, bad know, coaching
1: I mean, you know what it's bad coaching because the results aren't what you want but, but, but before we got to, when the season started and they had those over-unders i said i would take over four but i wouldn't take over five that's what i thought of the team i didn't think that he could get to five wins i really didn't now the, you no, know, they win the next four. Then I'll be wrong. I don't see that happening. That ain't happening. No. Plus,
0: you said that before the receivers, before Pearman and well, Pearman was cut, but before Williams no, and is Cephas the start were of the hurt. Season. I said before yeah. Williams and Cephas were hurt. They that right there crippled this team more than anything to me.
1: Well, they, maybe Cephas. I don't think about Pearman. I'm sorry. No, I'm talking sorry. about kind of, um, a, no the I other guy Tyrone Williams. Forget about it. Tyrell Williams. Tyrone, Williams. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was a big loss. I don't care what anybody said because they they expected him to be the number one. That was yeah, the, that was a big loss. Big 6-4. That he's, was your he's big receiver. Shrimp, but, he's
1: not, he's, but he's not a true number one. He's just a number No, he was going to be
0: their number one, though. I mean, that's, that's what, what I mean, they, yeah. expect. but, they expected. They you expected know, 70 catches out of him this year.
1: But maybe after seven, eight weeks, Amon Ross St. Brown took that role. In a different way, though. Yeah. He's not a field stretcher or anything right. like that. But, you know, look, the last two weeks he had 12, 12, uh, 12 targets in each of the last two games. He came out with 18 catches. So, look, the kid's produced. Oh, wait, wait, it's what undeniable. Is, wait,
0: wait, what is it? Oh, wait, hold on. What's behind me? Oh, that's Michael Hare coming around. Oh, that, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's coming around. I, I, don't let me pull the tape on how we almost, have, <laughs> almost see, again, as I told everybody else, don't make rash judgments. You were ready to dump the kid over six weeks ago.
1: Yes, I was. But you know what? You're just amazing. I just get home from Christmas shopping. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling all this stuff. And you tear me down.
0: That's <laughs> uh, all right. Like everybody but You know does. what? I got to
1: run out and spend some more money to feel good again.
0: I know. Now, there like are some. Up, there's, a, there's a price on feeling there's good. There's a price on feeling good. It's called, and it's uh, it's called the mall. I am gonna say a couple of guys I want to see some more production for in the last four weeks. The second round pick, the Warrier. What's it? Let me get his name right. Not O'Ri. Not
1: no. Uh, i Andru- Andru- Yeah,
0: the defensive tackle. Yeah, Andre yeah. I want to
1: see more out of him. Well, I sure wanted to see more out of both of those guys. I know who you are going to mention. Well, I mean, Neil got his first sack. All right, but I'll say I didn't see much. I really didn't. Well, they, they the, just, the coaches talked him up though. though, right? Neither of them had a good game. Were. This wasn't a good game. They, but nobody. Uh, maybe Michael Brackers played, played well, but around him, not much.
0: But, see, I, I, I contribute that to the linebackers being out, too, that made them look even worse because, you know.
1: Well, the, well don't let him get there.
0: Yeah, but the nose, right, the nose job is to plug up that thing and let the linebackers flow. I mean, so he—I don't expect a lot of tackles out of him. But I, I agree, he didn't play plug-in. good. I agree, he didn't play good. I
1: didn't see any plugging. But okay. he's
0: rookie, right? I agree, he didn't play good. But I want to see
1: more out of those saying, two. I'm not saying cut him or anything no, like I know. that. I'm no, no, no. Come on, guys. Derek Barnes, <laughs> I want to see
0: a little more out of him, the rest yeah. of the year. And um, yeah,
1: he got beat on that one. He got beat on the before. one, was, the Fant. Yeah. Yeah, he was—he was chugging right, along there, but right. he, couldn't, he couldn't keep up. Just right. couldn't keep up. And
0: on offense, I want to see. uh Reynolds, the wide receiver, see if he's going to be a guy that we stick with next year?
1: Well, I think so. I think well, he we just, again, here out. you go, making
0: a judgment. I'm saying it. Uh, he's only played got, three games. No, he's played four. Okay, he's played three games. He he was in participated four. He played three. He was in We're one that for, didn't
1: do anything. He was 0 for 3 with a drop. But the, the last three games, he's given them something that they didn't have from anybody else.
0: Okay, so I want to say, right, I'm not ready to guy give him his
1: own locker yet. Here's a guy I'm um, – he's going to get his own locker. I'm not ready to get him his own locker yet. Here's a guy I'm, I'm coming around to, and I never thought it was Khalif Raymond. In a certain role, he makes plays. He really does. Now, is he, is he going to be is – he, is, he is he a one or a two? No, but he's a specialty player who can do some things for you.
0: Can he make a fair catch on a punt without going to his knees? Uh, can uh, we do something? Can we, like – is there, a like, an
1: exercise we can give him? Every punt
0: is. that he fair catches, he's falling all over. He looks like a battling top.
1: You know, it's like one of those older Erector sets you get for Christmas. Hand in the air, another hand in the air, left knee on the ground, right knee, lean forward. Oh, what do you, I forgot
0: to screw it together. What do you think that is? Because he catches him, he just just the way
1: he catches him. He's falling all well, over the place. Just for the sake of my heartbeat, tell him to knock it off. Yeah, knock
0: it off, man. Knock it off.
1: Catch it. Yeah. Move up. <laughs> right. You got your
0: hand in there. They can't touch you. Just catch it.
1: Maybe, maybe he thinks his legs are shorter or longer well, than they know. really are. And that half a step for him, and just didn't quite get him there. Right. But, no, I think he's a real asset for that team in, in a role.
0: All right. Well, this week Arizona comes in. Uh, Matt Prater, who kicked a couple field goals last night, will be coming in, and uh, we'll see what he does. He got an onside kick last night, too. He had, the, he had the trifecta. Played pretty good. I tell
1: you, just, watch, just watching them, I didn't think they were lined up properly for that onside kick. I think they should have covered the middle better. I thought that was yeah. by the genius of the uh, L.A. Rams. They got a little bit lucky in that. And right. you know what? The quarterback of the uh, – Kyler Murray, who I really like, by the way. The more I've seen him, the more I like him. He sort of came unglued there at the end, too.
0: Well, I think that I, he, the size is always going to yes, be a limitation for
1: him. Yep, He's I got the talent.
0: Are. He looks like he has the leadership. He has everything you want. Absolutely. But, but Absolutely. like He's those – the one interception was because of how tall he was, the one that Floyd caught out of the air. That was just a, a five eight guy trying to throw over a five guy. There's nothing right. you can do about that. I mean, it's just that he's going to have limitations on that, just like Deshaun Jackson. I mean, not Deshaun Jackson, but um, Lamar Jackson is going to have limitations because of his size in, in Baltimore. He's going to be hurt a lot if you keep running, and he gets hurt every year. So these are well, things about, that you just got to do.
1: For about watching that game for about the first three and a half quarters, I said to myself, tell me that Kyler Murray isn't better than Lamar Jackson. I, and I, I, I think he is. I really do. Yeah, but I Lamar Jackson he, he, somehow he bring, wins. He brings though. more. To, he brings more to the he brings more to the quarterback position. Well, he's the a better thrower
0: to football, <laughs> and he's a better. He has a better feel for the pass game than Lamar Jackson right. does. Yeah, but yeah, I that be, size, I, but
1: I, like, but I, I I'd take either one of them really. Yeah, but, but
0: that size is always going. It's always going to be an impediment. I don't care what anybody says. And like I said, I never thought there was a. If Doug Flutie was six four, he'd be in the Hall of Fame, and I think that's. I'm gonna say the same thing about Kyler Murray in ten years. If he was 6'4".
1: Well, listen, let's go back to that great quarterback of the uh, of the Dallas Cowboys when they first came into the league, the great Eddie LeBaron, five foot seven.
0: Okay, Mike, we're not even – Have you ever heard of him? No, we're not even doing this with <laughs> you today. I'm not even going to do this with you today. Oh, Bringing up Eddie some LeBaron quarterback from 1960. We're not doing this. We're not doing it. There, you people out there <laughs> who have Eddie LeBaron's rookie card, Anybody who knows Eddie LeBaron don't know how to get on Twitter. I guarantee it. Don't know how to get on to get this podcast. They
1: don't know how to find it. Yeah, we, we all know that he went to the College of the <laughs> Pacific. <laughs> is that what college even still truth, open? Is that college even still open? Or is it not called <laughs> the Pacific
0: uh, supermarket and, and, and fruit chain?
1: No, it's a very it's a it's a very exclusive school. I bet, <laughs> I bet it's, uni- it's now the University of the Pacific. All right. it got, it got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well we got Arizona,
0: Atlanta, Seattle, Green Bay. Let's get it over with. Get it over. Um one thing I do want to talk to you about before we get out of here today is the uh two things. Aren't you glad two we things? didn't hire Urban Meyer? And uh, Dan Campbell like to Urban fun. Meyer. Now I think the verdict is back then that – one team wants to kill their coach, another team loves their coach.
1: Uh, I, oh yeah! I, look, I was I, I, Urban Meyer never struck me as a pro coach. Did you see they were roasting him on this morning on ESPN the Get Up Show, which I watch. I don't watch it every day, but I watch it a lot for the way he shook hands at the end of yesterday. Yeah, did you see that? I told you with his old with the guy who used to coach for him. With the guy, he's got his hand in his pocket anyway. He just kind of walks out. Right. And gives him the, the, the dead fish. Right. Don't you realize that you are representing your your your, your entire organization when you do that? No, oh, he you just don't. don't care. He don't care. And it might. It wasn't
0: like it was a strange core a strange coach that he didn't know. Right. He, that guy was on his staff at Ohio State.
1: You Remember know, three 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 weeks ago, when uh, when uh, when Mayfield got barbecued for not shaking hands after the game, people watch things. They pay attention yeah. to things. They yeah. they, they see. They see how you act. Like, look, people criticize the Detroit Lions for, for, for celebrating last week. People watch everything. There's, there's no, there's no hiding it. You know, there's no hiding behind anything. Then you've got to be, especially if you're the leader of a team, you've got to be aware of that. Right. And that's ownership. I would, I would put up there, general manager, head coach, quarterback. People, people see how you act.
0: Right. Well, one thing I know, and I know this for a fact, and I can say this unequivocally. If you got a problem with Marvin Jones, you got problems with with human beings because oh Marvin Jones gosh. is about one of the nicest guys. If Marvin Jones is upset and you can't get along with him and you haven't shouting matches with him, then you got problems. You got problems. And then, and yeah. like I said, the problem ain't Marvin Jones. So i no, absolutely like
1: not. You talk about a pro. Right. Look at the way he look at the way he played right to the very end last year. That was that is class, my man. Class. The
0: whole time has been class, and like I said, he's a. Uh, He's always been a stand up guy and he does what what is asked of him. But if you got problems with him, then that's the whole thing. Now I do want to talk before you go Todd McShay's mock draft came out today.
1: Lions were the number one pick. He I has them taking. Mis- go ahead. No, go no, go ahead. I think just before we, I think people are missing one thing when they talk about the Lions with their two first round picks. You've got to add one other thing too. They got number thirty three. So it doesn't just stop at thirty two for them. They've got number thirty three. We're not missing that. First pick. The first pick. no, but you never see anybody mention it in these back drafts. Right. That is a very important piece because it comes after the first round with a night to sleep on what you're going to do in the next one. Not even
0: a night to sleep on it, a night to take trade offers on it. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But right. don't do like Matt Millen did the one time he traded that pick. We ended up What's with up the second. They had the first pick in the second round, and I think they traded the Buffalo because Buffalo took—I uh, forgot who they took—but they traded down. Them, and they, they took
1: they Drew for really a linebacker from Ohio State, I think it was. Yeah, they took they took uh, Drew
0: Stanton. What that year they took Stanton and uh, well, anyway? He, Matt Millen traded down
1: one year. He traded down and got three guys. Uh, Drew Stanton, you know, lasted what 15 years in the league, but was never really never a really full time starter. And yeah. then the other time they had the, the
0: number one pick in the second round, they took Lewis Delmas, I believe. The year that Matt Stafford came in. Well, I don't
1: think he was the first pick. He had it to be. if We
0: had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Delmas would have had to been the number one pick in the second round because they took Pettigrew with the second number one. Right. And it would have had to been Delmas would have been the first pick of the second round. It had to be. You know what? Why you don't re- you know why why you don't remember that? Because wow. that was the last year that they had the first couple of rounds at the same day. Remember that was the last Saturday draft. Right. Okay. So that's why right. nobody said, "Well, Lewis Delmas is the first pick on Friday night." That was the last year they had their they draft. I think they did the first three rounds on Saturday.
1: And no, the just, first two because they the had first that two? one year. Okay. Because remember they took the running back in the third right, round. Right, Kevin Smith. third round. Right, right, yeah. Right. yeah they had a pretty good rookie year. That's yeah. why pretty nobody
0: good. talks about Delmas being the first pick in the second round and having a big deal about it because it was, right, that, that's when the draft was all over. Yeah. But they're going to have the first pick in the second round. We'll talk about that anyway, but McShay had – Adrian Hutchinson going number one, Thibodeau number yep. two. And then he had the Lions at 24, which is still a flu- a fluid number because you don't know where that picks in. matter of fact, well, you don't even know if the Lions are going to be number one yeah. because they win one more game. I don't think Houston – whoever loses this game this week between Jacksonville and Houston, I, I don't think that team is going to win another game. I think this is the, the last victory for both of those teams is the, the winner of this week's game. Could be. Yeah, Could because be. Uh, J- Jacksonville's quit on their coach. And so so who who, so who do we who, who does he have at 25? Sam Howe, quarterback from North Carolina, who coming into the season was one of the front runners for first quarterback off the board early. And him and Spencer Rattler and both of those guys kind of digress. Um, Sam had a bad first game. I forgot who they played. It was one of the early games in the season. Sam Howe had a real bad game early. And they had a lot of injuries on North Carolina's team this year. So he's dropped. I saw him play. I think he's a decent prospect. And I wouldn't have a problem if they took a quarterback with the second number one. I wouldn't have a problem if they didn't. I just would say take the best player on the board. But secure that number one pick, that overall number right. one first.
1: Right. No, I agree with that. There's one other thing that, that might be we haven't talked about at all that was on, a, on on ESPN this morning. A pitch for Jim Caldwell would be the next head coach of maybe the whatever team is looking for a head coach.
0: I think the ship sailed on Jim Caldwell. I thought when he didn't get that Houston job, I thought that was his last chance to get a head job. I don't think that, you know, the league now is going into these young kids, these young coordinators, the hot, you know, the hot name thing. And the guys like right. Jim Caldwell, who should be coaching, he should have got that Houston job. And I thought he was going to get it. I don't know what. And I, David Cully was a longtime assistant in the league, but Caldwell was a finalist for that job, and I don't know why he didn't get that job. And – they would have been better off with Jim Collins. Well, player, you
1: know, I saw what Jeff Saturday said this morning. He, on that 2-14 and 14 season, his last year, he kept that team together, and he said he absolutely loved playing for him. I'll give you just a a, a a quick one. I think I've told you this before, but that's his second year here when there's talk about him not coming back the next year getting fired. And this is before Quinn came and all that. I asked Matthew Stafford around week 15 or 16. I said, would there be a uh, – uh, most, most of the guys, would, would they want him – called well back and he said a vast majority he's an incredible coach to play for that's good enough for me
0: no i I, I had no problem i thought he should have got another job but i just think he's had two chances now and he's an older coach and the trend now in the league is to get these 35
1: to 40 year old guys and
0: I just hope he well, does. Well, you know what? I hope he does. There's a
1: guy in his mid-60s in, in New England who's doing okay, and there's a guy down in Tampa who's older. He's doing okay. You
0: ain't got to convince me. I'm just telling you where the league is going. What
1: My advanced stage, I can still stay awake no, please, most of the day. Please. I like to put the pencil
0: in your hand to write a column. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you put it in my hand. <laughs> are we in the holiday spirit or are we yes. drinking the holiday I spirit? I guess we are. <laughs> All
0: right, Mike, that's gonna wrap it up this week and uh hopefully we'll talk more about things that are coming on the next week. We'll talk more about prospects and lions, wow. uh rookies or young players that are developing. We'll talk about the coach. We didn't talk about coaching this week because I don't think anything happened, but, of course, you guys that play Madden and all these uh, fantasy leagues think you can coach teams. So, I've been hearing micromanaging about timeouts. Be quiet. You're not the coach. These guys know what they're doing. They may make a mistake every now and then. i tell you what. You watched the game last night. Cliff Kingsbury made a bunch of mistakes at the end of that a game. I don't hear you yelling God. about it now. I don't hear yeah. everybody talking about, oh, oh, he's won 10, 10 or 9 games. So, evidently, you can make mistakes and still be a good coach.
1: Lewis, well, not when to knock you out of the top spot, you can't. Right. Well,
0: he's not out yet. Yes, he is. They're third now. Are they third? Well, they're They we all have three losses. All yeah, right, it's not third. over. I hope the Rams pass them. I, you know, I'm always been a Stafford guy, so you know that. Even though it'll hurt the Lions' pick, I hope they get the lowest seed going in and then win playoff games. So that way, the Lions will get the better pick as long as they don't win the Super Bowl. And Matt will win some playoff games. That's my that's my wish for Mr. Stafford.
1: Your wish is my command.
0: Hey, and and, and Mike, as far as I'm concerned, this it's wide open. Any team can win the Super Bowl this year. I don't see a dominant team. No, I don't either. That includes uh,
1: Tampa, Tom, and all the other guys, yeah. too. When you
0: see New England now with the best record in the AFC, you, you know anything can happen.
1: Well, if I had to pick a team out of the AFC right now, it would not be New England. It would be Kansas City. Yeah, they look like the hot team. They can stone you defensively. But
0: don't sleep on San Diego. Don't sleep on – I mean, there's some teams out there, Kansas City, San Diego. Don't sleep on those teams.
1: Uh, you're putting me to sleep. Okay? All right, we go.
0: <laughs> See you next week. KN podcast. Kim Brown, Michael Harris. See him at DetroitLions.com for all the info. Ken Brown, WJR. We're going to talk to TJ Hackerson this afternoon, five thirty, on the WJR radio network. Please join us. See ya.